Same again, fella. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't believe it is, Trouble. Oh, Ollie, you utter bender. Come here, pal. Uh, good to see you, mate. Here for the expo. Guilty as charged. You? Reporting for duty, sir. Stand down, soldier. I'm trying, but these trousers are too tight. <laughs> <laughs> What's this I see before me? Ted, Ollie, Chris. The Christa. All right, Marlene. <laughs> <laughs> I'd better tell security we've got a pair of jokers in the building. Yeah, yeah. You do, and I'll tell them who defecated in that plant pot at last year's expo. <laughs> <laughs> Me no guilty, senor. <laughs> <laughs> you two horn swogglers here for GHDC 06? Do popes do the proverbial? <laughs> Certainly am, Chris. Wouldn't miss it. Wouldn't miss it. Yeah, I haven't seen you pair of prize cocks since uh, GHDC 05. What a night. You lost your job, didn't you, Ollie? That's right. And a leg. What a night. (laughs) So, are you looking forward to GHDC 06, Chris? You think we're going to have a good expo? Oh, yeah, yeah. This place gives good expo. No, scratch that. Actually, they give great expo. You know, when I told my team we'd be expoing in a museum, it didn't compute with them. But then I said, guys, gals, this isn't just any museum forced to open its doors to big business due to severe financial constraints. No, this, my friends, is the museum of everything. It's opening night! Oh, Harvey, calm down! Nichols, I can't, I'm so excited! It's opening night! (laughs) You're so right, you're so right! It's opening night! Opening night! Okay, is everything ready? Oh, yes, 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 yes! The opening of the new Stephen Sondheim exhibit is upon us! Like the opening number of an opening show on opening night! How many are there? Look out the window, are they queuing round the block, Nichols? Oh, Harvey, they are! Though, they might be lining up for the opening of the new Andrew Lloyd Webber Museum next door. Oh, hello. Please, a museum for Sir Andrew with what in? Oh, precisely. With what? Oh, hello. I'm Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. Here's some derivative rubbish. Hello. I'm Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. I peaked with Phantom, but since then... Nothing. I married Sarah Brightman and accidentally let her go. Harvey, you are too cruel. Do it again. I couldn't. I'm too excited. It's opening now. (laughs) Check again. Are they here for our father who watched Stephen Sondheim? Or are they here for the unmentionable pygmy? It's us. It's definitely us. Most of the women look like Judy Dench. There ain't nothing like a dame. And these are nothing like dames. Look at the makeup on that one. Oh, please. Send in the clown. There ought to be clowns. Where are the clowns? Don't bother. They're here. <laughs> Should I throw open the doors? Do it. Let the dogs see the rabbit. Ah, here they come. Here they are. Come, come, my friends. Oh. Is this it? Welcome to the most exhaustive and thorough Stephen Sondheim exhibition ever staged in a museum ever. Sunday in the park with George, Sweeney Todd, Assassins... A little night music, End of the Woods, Company, Follies... And lyrics only, West Side Story. Uh, I don't mean to be rude, but that's just a list of Sondheim shows. Where's the actual display? Oh, feels like I'm losing my mind. Hello? Where are all the exhibits? Exhibits? Right here. We are the exhibits. Harvey and myself are the most complete collection of Sondheim memorabilia in the world. 
That's right, Nichols. There's not a show we haven't seen. I assume there'd be old show posters, programs. Programs! Harvey? Yes, Nichols? Opening night of the London Run of Follies, page four, if you will. Mm-hmm. After the show, why not dine in style at the Imperial Tandoori on the High Street, just by Lambeth North Station? He's memorized the whole thing. Mm, in fairness, that was a bad page, not so much about the show itself. This is an expensive waste of time. No, dear, you're thinking of the woman in white. Ah. Come on, ask us a question. Get your money's worth. Can we have our money back? You hum it, I'll see if I know the word. No, we want our money back. This is crap. That- But we are a living embodiment of all that is Sondheim. Sondheim is literally inside us. Oh, please, nobody speak. I I need to be with that thought for a while. (sighs) Well, I'm going to the Lloyd Webber display next door. Oh, good idea. It's opening night! Uh, Yes, sir, can I help? I've come to see the meerkat experience. Ah, certainly, sir. Twenty pounds, thank you. Now, uh, just through this velvet curtain. Ah, here we are, sir. Behold. (laughs) Right. Isn't it wonderful, sir? (laughs) That's just a cat. A normal tabby. And you were expecting? A meerkat. And it is indeed, sir, a meerkat. undoubtedly, but as my leaflet explains, it is all I have to show. Yeah, well, it uh, it sounded quite good on the phone, but now I see it written down. Yes, a meerkat, two words. Yes. We do have a tank of cane toads, sir, all the way from Australia. Fascinating. Well, I'm here now. Excellent, come this way. Now, when I say cane toads, they are technically made out of wicker. Well, love, we've just passed through Berwick, so by my reckoning, we are now officially north of the border. Hooray! I'll take the high road. You take the low road. And I'll be in Scotland before ye. <laughs> oh, hang on. What's that up ahead? Oh, I don't know. It seems to be uh, some sort of checkpoint. Well, there's a bloke flagging us down. you better pull over. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Hello? Hi. Welcome to Scotland. The world's premier small country-sized Scottish-themed attraction. The entrance fee is £20 per person. Or there's a special family ticket, which is £75. Though that's not valid at weekends, bank holidays, or at any other time. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. You're telling me I've got to pay to get into Scotland? Scotland. Scotland? Scotland. Scotland no longer exists. It was bought out by us here at Funtime Entertainments Limited and rebranded as Scotland, the world's premier. Yeah, 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 you said, you said, you said. But I don't really understand what you mean. Are you saying that the whole country is now one big theme park? You betcha. A living, breathing, interactive tourist attraction bringing the ultimate in Scottish-related fun and excitement. Hold on a sec. That's better. Yes, here at Scotland, we also offer a range of white-knuckle adventure packages. Try the Old Firm Adventure. That's where we dress you up in a Celtic football shirt and you meet a group of Rangers fan reenactors who show you exactly what it feels like to have your heed kicked in. (laughs) It's so authentic. Or there's the Scottish Summer Holiday Experience, where we give you a small cottage in the Highlands without electricity or hot water and then simulate the effects of constant torrential rain. (laughs) And for the gourmets... We also have a wonderful Scottish food exhibit run by Angus here. Hello. Oh, my heart. (laughs) 
Angus demonstrates the ancient traditions of Scottish cuisine. Aye, basically whatever it is, deep fry it. Pizzas, Mars bars, furniture. If you can't deep fry it, put sausage meat and breadcrumbs around it. Scotch eggs, eggs surrounded by sausage meat and breadcrumbs. Scotch whiskey, whiskey surrounded by sausage meat and breadcrumbs. Scotch tape, sellotape surrounded by sausage meat and breadcrumbs. Scottish Parliament. Oh no, probably not. No. Isn't he great? Such a character. Uh, this is ridiculous. We just want to visit some relatives in Edinburgh. Get out of the way of the car. We're coming through. Okay, buddy, you asked for it. You're about to witness the Braveheart experience. George! Why are they all painted blue? No, don't, don't panic, darling. They're probably just local drunks or militant smurfs. I don't, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure they're friendly enough. I'll talk to their leader. All right, Braveheart, over here. Good eye, how you going? <laughs> You're Australian? Yeah, just like in the film there. Give us 20 quid or now enter it as Scott's plan. Right, well, you know, stuff a lot of you. Uh, darling, we're turning around and heading back. Come on. Nonsense, I don't... What the... <laughs> oh, hello again. Welcome to England, the world's premier English-themed tourist attraction. The history of computer gaming is now open on level nine. Sorry, that's back to level one. That's level one. <laughs> Another Tia Maria, Elaine. Oh, go on, then. Another Tia Maria for the lady fella. Make it a double. You're trying to get me drunk, you Just are. Just having a little drink. No harm in that, Elaine. <laughs> what premium branded malt whiskies do you carry, fella? Right, we've got a Lefroy, that's quite peaty, and uh, there's Oh, a... yeah, Bell's, the Ferrari of whiskies. Oh. I'll have a double. See, Elaine, I'm not just trying to get you drunk. Oh, you? I'm, I'm glad we're getting a little chance to chat, Elaine. Yeah, what are you doing with your reins? <laughs> Cheeky, I'll tell human resources on you. Oh, Elaine, I know this is an expo, so technically a work event, but just for tonight, can't we leave human resources out of this? We're not just regional sales support under manager, bracket southern, and assistant regional sales support under manager, bracket southern. We're a man and a woman. Speak for yourself. Eh? No, nothing, nothing. Because an expo, Elaine, an expo isn't just about sharing business solutions for the 21st century. It's about sharing other things. Like a room. Ooh. And fluids. <laughs> By which I mean a bottle of the museum's second finest gift shop sparkling wine. Oh, now you're talking. I'm not just talking, Elaine. I'm doing. That's the sort of regional sales support under manager, bracket southern, I am. Where's your hand going? <laughs> Uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, not now, Pally. Uh, are you here from the expo, sir? Well, yeah, obviously I am. Right, is that your signature there, sir? Um, yeah, yeah. Right, I wonder if you could come with me, please, sir. It's about some damages. Damages? Mm. Yeah, what's he talking about? Damages, Pally? Indeed, sir. Damages to the exhibits, sir. Damages by exposition attendees, chewing gum on the titians, wine glass rings on the statues, and someone has drawn a penis on an urn. Oh, come on, fella, that's... Hardly my fault. Your name is on the liability form. Yeah, but only because my boss wasn't in the office that day. That's hardly my problem, sir. I'm afraid you are going to have to meet the curator. <laughs> Why did you pause before you said curator? Just to make him sound more sinister. Is he sinister? No, not particularly, no. Just through here, sir. So, uh, Elaine. Left you all alone, did he? Yeah. Uh, Elaine, Elaine, Elaine. How's it feel to be the only lady at the expo? Oh, I'm no lady. Uh, don't do yourself down, love. No, really. Have a look at that. <laughs> Dad, I know the last time we went on a roller coaster, I was nearly killed and you bit off part of your tongue, but... 
Can we go on a roller coaster? Yes, of course we can. Oh, no, I don't want you going on any more rides designed and run by incompetent, negligent manslaughterers. No, but, Mum, look, this one's got the seal of approval from a top BBC television children's show. Oh, all right, then. Yay! So you've quaked on the Widowmaker, you've ridden certain death, you've experienced the criminal terror of negligence. Now, are you ready to ride? Designed by a Blue Peter competition winner. Constructed entirely from crayons and picked from 5,000 other better designs because it was colourful, this is a new high and badly made ride. Climb 1,800 feet into the air and then stop because the designer's felt tip ran out. Yes, you have to make your own way down, Shep. Into a pool of ice cold jelly added on by the designer's teenage brother in the hope of getting Connie Huck naked. Finally, you're launched too fast and too high into an inadequate safety net. Because eight year olds don't really understand physics, not even the Swats who watch Blue Peter. I'm so excited and I want to ride it. I'm about to lose my life, but I'll win a Yes, it's Britain's most lurid, most not to scale, most coloured and right ever. So are you ready for Designed by a Blue Peter Competition winner? Designed by a Blue Peter Competition winner was not designed by a Blue Peter Competition winner. It was designed by a Blue Peter Competition winner's mum and was chosen by a Blue Peter Competition winner's aunt who works in the Blue Peter offices. <laughs> uh, right then, just in here please, sir. This curator, has he got a name? Uh, indeed he has, sir, yes. He's gravelly-voiced American singer-songwriter Tom Waits. <laughs> Tom Waits? Mm, he's been creating his own unique sound in a recording career which has spanned over 30 years, and now, perhaps not surprisingly, he's the curator of our museum. Go on, then. In you go. Hello? Well, hello there. Come on in, pull up a bar stool and linoleum blue. Put yourself in the scene, if you know what I mean. Right now, Chappie, about these so-called damages. I knew a girl once named Maisie. She danced for pennies at a Turkish sandwich shop. She had one glass eye that she kept on a chain round her neck. Ready for the day either her normal eyes fell out. No, I, don't, I don't see what this has got to do with... You don't see, neither did she. She was a kind of hooker who'd charge you double if she didn't show and then throw you a nickel for a ride on the Greyhound. It's not easy riding a greyhound. They're, they're the thinnest of all the dogs. They're fast, too, and they, they bark like a broken croak of a circus caller at the end of a Friday matinee. Look, I know some of the expo lads can get a bit out of hand. Uh, sorry, are you even listening to me? You spend your life chasing rainbows only to find all you've gotten hold of is the soggy end of a lurid necktie. Hanging beneath the Adam's apple of a college professor with a sideline in pedantry and a small but expensive addiction to Cadbury's mini egg. Are you really the curator of this museum? Yeah, custodian of the relics, the keeper of the glass-eyed zoo. I'm Luke, I'm five, my dad's Bruce Lee. <laughs> he drives me around in his JCB, picking up hookers. <laughs> So glad I'm not in school, Bob. Look, Charlie, am I going to have to pay you or not? Yeah, it's the time of reckoning, my friend. The piper must be paid. Yeah, we didn't actually order that piper. Well, you know, now, money ain't the thing, Brother Jim, but, you know, coins or notes or coupons for the shake and bake at 49th nowhere. 
would do just fine. Do you take Switch? Yeah, yeah, that'd be fine. I'd uh, really appreciate that. Yeah. You remind me of a guy I once knew, name of Horse-Faced Henry from Sheboygan. He once tried to eat a wooden mannequin for a bet. <laughs> Didn't get past the knee. <laughs> the clock ran out and so did he. Skipped town. He uh, welched on the deal. Well, he moved to Cardiff. <laughs> Hi, then. You know, I'll let myself out. Yeah, you're a lovely guy. Sorry to get a bit heavy there. This is a reminder that the museum is available as a venue for christenings, birthday parties, weddings, funerals, and wakes. There is a substantial discount available if you book our all-in-one whole life package now, which comes with a free pencil. All right there, pal. On your way. I'm sorry? On your way. None of your funny business here, thank you. I don't know what you mean. All right, so you're not the tumbler. The what? The tumbler. Tony the tumbler Trubshaw, also known as Lucy McShoelace or the trip master. Honestly, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm talking about deliberately falling downstairs and smashing into vases. Vase? Yes, or some glassware or a statue. You don't care, you tumbling vandal. Look, look, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to smash anything. Oh, no, you're never trying, are you? It's always an accident. Oh, my shoelaces were undone. I'm old. I'm confused. Look, I don't know what you're accusing me of. I'm just here to have a look at the museum. Oh, yeah? How come your shoelace is flapping in the breeze? Oh, oh, is it? I hadn't noticed. And you're milling about next to our vases on stairs exhibit. Oh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I am Tony the Tumbler, I admit it. Once or twice I've deliberately chucked myself down the stairs and smashed up a vase or two, or three. <laughs> but I can assure you that today I'm here as a lover of the museum and in no way want to damage the displays for cheap frills. Mm, well. Honestly, my days of tumbling are over. Well, all right then. In fact, I was wondering if you could direct me to that display on the life of the Native American leader. Ooh, what was his name? Geronimo? If you insist. for museum catering staff. There's a rat in my kitchen, what am I going to do? There's a rat in my kitchen, what am I going to do? And visitors might like to note that the museum's collection of shrunken heads from the headhunters of the Upper Sumatran Delta are once again on display in the Ethnography Gallery following their annual spring clean. Annual? Annual, my eye. It's been so long since I've been cleaned, I look like one giant cobweb. I know, you don't have to tell me. I was covered in more dust than Cliff Richard's condom drawer. <laughs> you? I know, I'm wicked. But say what you like about this place. And I do. Well, when they do a spring clean, they do do it lovely. I know, look at you there. You look like you've just been shrunk. I know, I know. I haven't felt this fresh face since those cannibals overturned my canoe and decapitated mm, me. Check me out. I don't know what they've used on me, but my horrible leathery skin's come up a treat. Mm. I think it was pledged. Pledge! Well, then, yeah. I knew it was either that or Mr. Sheen. Uh, well, see, we're lucky, you see. I heard from my mate Tony. Do you know Tony? No. Oh, yes, you do. He's that great big hairy frozen Inuit on floor three. Oh, hairy Tony. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Well, he said to me, he said that the British Museum uses boot polish when they do their heads. Well, I knew those tans weren't natural. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, as I say, we're lucky. We could have ended up like... Uh, you know who? What, is Ned's down the end there, old missionary features? Shh, he'll hear you. Oh, let him hear, he looks like a right cannibal's breakfast. What was that, eh, what? Oh, oh, nothing, he's got a pair of ears on him, hasn't he? <laughs> Shame he didn't listen out for the headhunters sneaking up on his mission. <laughs> then we wouldn't have to put up with him. 
I heard that. Good, you were meant to. Oh, Joe, leave him alone. He's had a bad time of it already. I know he looks the bright stage and he's all swollen up. Yeah, he looks like an unshrunken head. He does. It's like a bleeding football. What's happened to him? I don't know. He was all right before they took him away for renovation. Mm. Then they bring him back yesterday and bam! Stretch out like Oprah Winfrey's girdle. Oh, blimey. <laughs> What's happened to you, you missionary fool? Well, if you must know. Go on. Mm. No, I don't care to. Oh, go on. We're all just heads on a shelf here. Oh, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, do you remember when we used to be hung up outside the chief's spot? Oh, oh then were the days. Oh. Sun on your dried face, yeah. wind through your top yeah. knot. Then along comes some bloke in a pith helmet. Oh, don't you bring a tear to me shrunken eye. <laughs> Come on, Chester, cheer us up. Tell us what's happened to you. Well, they left me in some cleaning solution overnight. Oh, I knew it. Water retention. It looks like a leathery melon. Oh. <laughs> well, at least I don't look like Michael Jackson. Ooh, Ooh. Of football features there. Eh? Looks like someone's glued flaps on a big sphere. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to the all-new mobile phone walking tour of London. Now you'll be able to experience all the amazing sights of London with an informative guided tour commentary conveniently on your mobile phone. All for only £6.50 a minute. <laughs> so, which tourist attraction would you like to see first? Speak clearly after the beep. The Tower of London. I think you said Madame Tussauds. <laughs> no, I didn't. To confirm you want to go to Madame Tussauds, say yes after the beep. No. You said... Yes. No, I didn't. Okay. The first stop on our journey is Madame Tussauds. Let's go there now, shall we? Oh, we must. To get comprehensive, easy-to-use directions to your destination, please state your current location clearly after the beep. Oxford Street. Clearly. Oxford Street. Clearer. Oxford Street. Spell it. O-X-F-O-R-D-S-T-R-E-E-T. I think you said Oxford Street. At last. I'm now going to direct you from Oxford Street to Madame Tussauds. Good. Right. Do you have an A to Z? What? No, I haven't. Hmm. That wasn't very good planning. This could be tricky. What can you see? Pardon? What can you see right now? Uh, a manger a Starbucks. Well, that could be anywhere. Is there a man holding a sign saying golf sale? Uh, oh, yes, there is. Yep, you've come too far. You want to go back down, then hang a right by Topshop. Oh, right, so... You should now have reached your destination. Hey? Your first destination on your incredible and informative mobile walking tour of London is Topshop. <laughs> Topshop is one of London's oldest buildings. The original structure dates back to William the Conqueror. <laughs> Throughout its history, it has been used to hold prisoners of the realm. Of course, today, it is home to the Crown Jewels. No, that's the information for the Tower of London. Why not have your photo taken with a beefeater? Or text 1066 to download a polyphonic ringtone of a crazy raven. Ding, ding. Right. No, that's it. I've had enough of this. I'm hanging up. Uh, hello? Topshop is London's largest fashion outlet. Why not head up to the boob tube section, where in 1536, Anne Boleyn was executed? Right, that's it. 
Okay, okay. Could everyone please take a seat? Uh, the presentation is about to start. Thank you, thank you. Uh, now, gentlemen and lady, uh, actually, sorry, Elaine, gentlemen and gentleman, as, as I found out earlier, we're very lucky to be ending this year's expo. No, no I haven't finished. I, we're ending this year's expo with our keynote speaker. I'm sure you've all heard of him. Amongst salesmen, he is a legend. You'll undoubtedly have read his Back to Basics treatise, Selling, How to Exchange Things for Money or Goods of a Similar Value, <laughs> and his beginner guide to shop window displays, Dummies for Dummies. <laughs> Today's lecture integrates the surroundings of the museum uh, here and is entitled, What Can History Teach Us About Increasing Sales? So please welcome Evan Berkshire. like to move it. Nothing. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I am a Roman. I watch gladiators. I build roads. I eat mice. What can you sell me? Um, Come on, people. Think. I am a Roman. What do I want to buy? Toga. I already have a toga. Sandals. And I have sandals. I am a Roman. I have sandals coming out of my hiney. Get with it, people. What can you sell me? What do I not have? A television. What is that? What is that? This word is strange and frightens me. It's half Greek, half Roman. What the hell? No, not a television. Think again, you plebeian idiots. Bottled water. Good, yes, I will buy that. I am a Roman. Well done. Okay, questions. Why is bottled water any less silly than a television? I don't like you. First rule of sales, don't have a face that looks like that. Okay, what have we learned? Nothing. Nothing, exactly. We have learned nothing. Those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Who said that? Karl Marx. Incorrect. Those who do not learn from history are doomed... Oh, no, I've done that. Okay. <laughs> Let's use a technique I like to call role play. It's a technique of mine in which roles are played. Any volunteers? Oh, oh me. I, I, can I be a hobbit? I've got a 20-sided die. Uh, not Dungeons & Dragons sort of role play in any way. It's die. Oh, Sad little man. Okay, you and you. Right, guys, here's the scenario. I pulled this hat out of the Jamiroquai Memorial Hat Gallery. It belonged to Attila the Hun. Put it on. Right. Okay, you are Attila the Hun, feared lord of the steppes, okay? Okay. So stand up straight, look fierce, great, okay. So, she's Attila the Hun, you're a man selling cartridge toner, go. <laughs> okay. Okay, and begin the scene. Um... Sell it till the hands some cartridge toner. Sell it, sell all right, it. All right. Would you like to buy some toner? Yes, please. Wrong answer. <laughs> no, thank you. And scene. Shake it out. Good. Thank you, guys. Now, what has that shown us? Well, we've learned that it would have been very hard to sell any type of office supplies to the leader of an essentially nomadic Dark Age tribe. And that's really the message I want you to take away from this expo. If history teaches us anything, it's that I get paid a great deal of money to come up with rubbish like this. You've been a gullible audience. Now go and take in the museum, absorb it, and witness the awesome selling power of a gift shop that is over a mile long. Museum of Everything, written and performed by Marcus Brigstock, Danny Robbins, and Dan Tetzel, with Lucy Montgomery. Original music by Dominic Haslam and Ben Walker. The producer was Alex Walsh-Taylor.